Hello friend, and welcome to Mandatory Redistribution Party. Because of my submission to Relentless Peer Pressure, this bonus episode is a recording of my 2018 stand-up show, Work. Work consumes our lives with the determination and destruction of me eating a Kinder Bueno when I'm sad. What about when you're not working? Yeah, when you're not working. Like when you're going to work, coming from work, forgetting about work in a pub or a video game or a yoga class which are all someone else's work. Yeah, when you're not working, like when you're educating yourself to get work, when you're filling out application forms for work, or at the job centre proving to the ill-fated soul who works there how hard you're working to find work. In that dream you have, where you just go to work, do a full shift, then wake up and realise you have to do it again? But real? Or maybe that minute when your alarm wakes you up and you think... I don't want to go to work. This is a bootleg of a performance. If you've seen me do stand-up live, you know I like to bring what a perhaps worrying number of people have called chaos energy. So I have cut bits that are less entertaining out of context or in this purely audio format. And again, this is a bootleg, which means it was smuggled in the boots of an 18th century sailor. Uh, And like smuggling hooch, listening to this recording feels... Like you're breaking a rule. What you lose in fidelity and tightly rehearsed, dead behind the eyes performance, you gain in feeling transgressive, an unseen intruder in a dead nice gig at Square Hole in Sheffield, albeit an intruder who can't see me uh, or anyone else in the room. You could be looking at anything as you listen, but for immersion, I recommend you draw what you reckon I look like in Microsoft Paint, print it out, and then hold it in front of you for the whole gig. And then when the show's over, just, just burn me. Okay, let's get stuck in. Uh, We should begin in the only logical place, the place where we all become equal and the solution to every problem in your life, death. (laughs) People on their deathbed, the number one wish of people on their deathbed is that they work less. Presumably wish number two is a cure. (laughs) When I'm on my deathbed, my wish will be, please move me to the alive bed. Or at least the existence futon. You know me, existence futon's quite uncomfortable. Existence? Uncomfortable? What? No. <laughs> no one wishes they worked more. Son, tell my line manager I love him. <laughs> when you get to heaven, you spend the first three hours in HR. <laughs> Father copying your qualifications. To be in heaven, I don't know what that is. Scout badges and uh, 
homophobic tweets. <laughs> While they're sorting all that stuff out, they give you a temporary halo. It's red, yeah, because uh, that's all a halo is. It's just a divine lanyard. <laughs> got to keep it on, got to keep it on at all times, right? If you go outside the pearly gates for a cigarette and you haven't got that bad boy on, you're not getting back in. <laughs> I've heard the other venue is rough. <laughs> The symbol of the working class was once the hammer and sickle. Now it would be a lanyard and another lanyard. So the Communist Manifesto was written 150 years ago by Bernie Sanders. <laughs> and it said workers of the world unite. The premise of this show is workers of the world just pack it in. <laughs> This uh, isn't a show, so it's about work, but it's not about like my zany antics at work. Uh-oh, Ralph's in the staff kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> and he's microwaving fish. <laughs> you can't say anything, because Ralph's my supervisor. <laughs> this is not that show. And in reality, I wouldn't say anything, even if Ralph was of equal or lesser rank, because of Anxiety. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, cards on the table, I am quite left wing. My favourite gender neutral pronoun is comrade. <laughs> and my pension plan, the revolution. <laughs> Has anyone got a job that they hate? Yeah! Oh, thank God! I swear to God, like Edinburgh, I would say that and there would just be silence. <laughs> and I'd have to change it and go like, oh, has anyone got a job they love? And they'd be like, yes, I'm a composer. <laughs> and then someone, like, straight face value just said, yes, I'm a landlord. <laughs> Why have you come to this show? <laughs> just to look at you. <laughs> Uh, who, who hates who hates their job? Yeah. Oh, you, well, you hate it the most because you're so vocal. <laughs> what, what do you do? Watch this be amazing oh. now. Uh, I, I read children's good. medical oh. records. Oh, see how that was beautifully delivered. Read. Oh, readings are okay, isn't it? Unless I know you can't read, then reading sucks. Um, why is this piece of tree mocking me? Uh, <laughs> children. <laughs> entertaining, and then ooh, took a horrible, <laughs> a horrible turn. Um, my normal source of banter here would be to, of course, ask what's horrible about that, but it's so self-evident. <laughs> uh, and such a comedy dead end. <laughs> to the extent I feel bad about using the word dead in the <laughs> sense. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, look at the impact of even pointing that out. Um, we're gonna... Customer service. Customer, yeah, okay, that's yeah. easier to. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, no, 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 you complain. What, what? Why do you hate them? Um, so all my managers are mm. no less than me and get paid significantly more. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, you might like my show. <laughs> Kill them. Kill them. Like the amount I have to change 
there's a show in Edinburgh, so there are these bits where I was really sympathetic, and I'm like, actually, bosses are okay, but like, that has like flown out. Uh, so, uh, why have I written a show that I called work, but is actually an argument for libertarian communism? Well, um, uh, because you're supposed to write what you love, and I love Marxism and computer games. <laughs> Uh, and if I know anything, it's of the two of those things, Marxism's where the money is. Uh, uh, so, uh, what right do I have to talk about uh, the kind of coming apocalypse of our social and economic system? Well, I am uh, from North Wales, uh, so I have lived through the collapse of civilization. <laughs> North Wales could be described as a post-industrial wasteland, but it never got too industrial. <laughs> it's just a derelict funfair, <laughs> and my uncle trying to put a tracksuit on a sheep. <laughs> I've been working since I was 12, paper round. To this day, I'm incredible at escaping from dogs um, and lonely old people. <laughs> Very similar technique. <laughs> just distracting with a biscuit. <laughs> but what is work? Before we move on, we've got to establish what we even mean by work. That's why dick jokes work, because everyone knows what a dick is. Dick, noun, organ used to urinate and make life decisions. <laughs> dick, adjective, anybody who microbes fish in a shared kitchen. <laughs> but, uh, what is work? According to the dictionary, work is activity to achieve a result. Now, to quote my dad, losing a scrabble, <laughs> THE DICTIONARY'S FUCKING WRONG! SHUNGALUMBA IS A WORD! But if work is just activity to achieve a result, then I can put complete and crash bandicoot on my CV. <laughs> uh, right underneath, slowly killing man. <laughs> Gotta get a house somehow. <laughs> so activity to achieve results. By that definition, work can be amazing because work can refer to like works of art, which is an amazing thing. As humans, we're capable of imagining something and then creating it in the world and achieving immortality through that creation, like uh, like Notre Dame or War and Peace or a. Uh, Co-pop. Um, <laughs> uh, my nan's will. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, nan. All right. You know, I, I love her, but I don't want to keep having these arguments. Maybe um, national service will stop kids listening to grime on the bus. <laughs> okay, nan. Okay, would you like a delicious biscuit? <laughs> and, then, and then I distract her with this. And shoot her with a crossbow. <laughs> My god, she's fast. <laughs> crossbow with three bolts. Bullshit. <laughs> Uh, and you know, like if we say work is activity which result, then we can that like, refers to like flow state, right? Flow state, which is that amazing thing where you're totally in the moment, there's no future, there's no past, there's just the thing you're doing, which is how people who type all lives matter feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know people who are like, oh I, I just get really lost in my work. It's like, yeah, but you design mazes. <laughs> 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 and if you design them, you shouldn't really be getting lost in them. <laughs> that joke's got no internal logic. 
<laughs> work as art and flow state. Don't describe work for the guy power washing pigeon shit off my car. He's never been like, oh, don't worry about the money, Jack. I'm living my truth. <laughs> I'm following my bliss. He has said, there's so much pigeon shit on your car, we're gonna have to charge you a quid more. It's like you've driven through a Hitchcock movie. <laughs> so I said, like, which one? <laughs> just blasted water into the car. <laughs> Work isn't activity to achieve results, is it? Work is not activity to achieve results. Work is uh, selling your time to someone else. The hours of our lives become a commodity, a product, like timber or a chop a chop. And then my chop a chop. <laughs> I'll illustrate with some examples. Cleaning your house. Awful, but not work. Clean someone else's house for money. Suddenly it's work? <laughs> Looking after your kids? Awful, but not work. Look after someone else's kids. Some solicitor called Johnny Beepop. <laughs> <laughs> All his limbs are brass instruments. <laughs> <laughs> My children are afraid of me. <laughs> and, uh, you know, suddenly it becomes work. Sex, awful. Uh, but, but not work. Have sex with someone for money, suddenly it becomes work. Wanking off Johnny Bebop for 20 quid. <laughs> Does this feel good? Um, I'm, not, I'm not even touching you, what's happening? <laughs> just get tired, bitch. Um, Suddenly it's work. What's, what's going on? What's going on? Uh, what's that, lad? Jack, did, you choose, did, I, did I choose um, three specific examples in order to illustrate the fundamentally gendered nature of how labour is defined under capitalism and the fundamentally between patriarchy and capitalism? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets past this, lad! <laughs> Stopped, right? What would happen if we just stopped working? No Wonga.com. <laughs> no traffic jams. No more assassins. You could put the ancient blade, blood drinker. You could return it to the catacombs neath the Londis. <laughs> Stand up, kids. You wouldn't have to ask the people on the front row what they do for a living. Exactly. The answer would always be fuck all. <laughs> Amazing. And then, you know, society would collapse and everyone would be like strangling each other. And uh, like, the people, the stag do on the front row of the comedy club would probably be hunting me for meat. <laughs> Just like dragging me by my ankles toward an upturned fear station and they've turned into a barbecue. <laughs> We're finally liberated from wage labour. <laughs> but where's the record records? <laughs> There's no more reggae reggae because that's only possible through exploitation. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs>
work is not viable to our survival, is it? Most labour we do now. It's not. Like, I'm pro-scrounger. If you've somehow found a way under the current Tories to scrounge, I mean, fair play for that. <laughs> I've done that. But, like, what are you doing with your day? Like, oh, you've looked after your kids and, like, made some food. You evil fucker. <laughs> you should have been selling PPI. <laughs> pro-scrounger like your net contribution as a scrounger is more positive than someone who's done a day's work to, to human flourishing right like, a lot of what we do is pointless and we know this like half of people in the UK think that what they do for work is meaningless and that's the people who do the jobs saying that as well it's not just me going like builders I've never seen them build <laughs> Unless they're building a woman's self-esteem. <laughs> <laughs> nice ass, love. Thanks, Barry. That's given me the boost I need. <laughs> but do remember that true beauty comes from within. <laughs> and it's expressed in your actions. <laughs> right up, sister. <laughs> <laughs> We live in the most technologically advanced society that's ever existed, the wealthiest society that's ever existed. Why is anyone spending 40 hours a week doing social media for Old Spice deodorant? <laughs> <laughs> What's the end game? Defeating links? <laughs> Finally, women are liberated from the erotic spell of year nine boys. <laughs> live in a world where YouTube prankster is a more financially viable career than social work? <laughs> no laugh there, just a brief moment of silence and someone going, fuck. <laughs> Which is a response that's never got, but also the most correct response ever. Um, Oh, but Jack just uh, just filmed myself doing pranks on the old people at the cow. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. <laughs> you just need some tripwire, some GoPros, um, and some biscuits to distract you. <laughs> uh, and a complete lack of human decency. <laughs> Good to go. But Jack, my job has meaning. I I protect the beans. <laughs> I just I put my reflective jacket on and I keep them away from the beams. <laughs> I don't know why I've chosen this example. Um, pointless jobs create other pointless jobs, but you don't realise they're surrounded by each other, right? So let's take a comedy club, not a nice comedy club like this, like like one of those loathsome cesspits. Let's run through what's happening. At the core of the thing on stage is the comedian. A reprehensible figure. <laughs> <laughs> a lone person war between arrogance and self-loathing. Amplified <laughs> 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 and illuminated. <laughs> we should be where we belong, which is just at a bus stop muttering to us. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Yes, where's the 52? <laughs> <laughs> and your trousers. <laughs> So you got them, but then think of all the other jobs connected to that. Think what they could be doing with their lives instead. Like you got the bar staff, they could be at home, waving at 20 of themselves, going, I'm next. 
The bouncer? They could be with their kids, drop kicking them. Pointless <laughs> jobs create other pointless jobs. Accountant, pointless. Delivery driver, pointless. Whoever they pay to ignore my emails, people will do that for free. <laughs> Under this system, the point of all jobs is the same. It doesn't matter if what you're doing is the darkest evil or the greatest good. It doesn't matter if you write Big Bang Theory or make suppositories that cure racism. <laughs> Arseholes. <laughs> and, um, like the point is the same. Like you make more money for the person who employs you than they pay you. The other objection to it is, of course, like fucking jobs worth. Um, Jack, I hope you're not taking that pyro out of the office. <laughs> you better not be. Um, so, well, it depends when you're leaving, mate. I was going to shove it up your arse. Um, I've got two objections. Firstly, I don't make the rules. I just choose freely with my own agency to enforce them like this. <laughs> Secondly, my arse is full to the brim. <laughs> Work isn't just selling time to someone else, it's doing what you're told. And we're all booking jobs for us a bit. That's why, like, after the war, all the Nazis, when they put them fuckers on trial, they're all like, Oh, I was just doing my job. I was just doing my fucking job. <laughs> Obviously in German. <laughs> <laughs> because work isn't just selling times for us, it's doing what you're told. And that, that's like a stupid thing, right? Just doing what someone else, t yeah? Some like random person who just gets paid. Like, what's the stupidest thing you've been told to do by the customer service people? deliberately keep somebody on the phone longer while my supervisor tried to figure out what the problem was even though I already knew what the problem was. <laughs> so you already knew what the problem was? My yeah. favourite thing about this is you didn't disclose this information. Did you no, attempt I to tell them? No, I told them. Oh, I thought this was an act of elaborate sabotage. <laughs> I thought you were like, you fucking idiot. I know exactly what to do. And I'm just going to watch you fuck it. I told them and then they spent the next 15 minutes with the customer on hold on the phone <laughs> trying to verify with other people who didn't know that what I knew was right. Oh my God. A boss is not a thing that should exist. <laughs> like my philosophy is actually very similar to the philosophy of Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> the only way we can progress as a society is to defeat the bosses. <laughs> <laughs> Jump on their head till they disappear. <laughs> a boss is a fundamentally undemocratic thing, right? It's an undemocratic thing. Oh, but we live in a democracy, Jack. We live in a democracy. Um, Nine to five, Monday to Friday, someone else tells you when to arrive, when to leave, when to have a break, how to dress, what you do and what you do. But you are completely free <laughs> to leave that job and then go and do exactly the same job for a different boss. <laughs> Can you see how that is democracy? <laughs> Just change your boss as well, guys. Just easily change your boss. If you don't like the dance, then just see if you get happy. <laughs> uh, imagine if we like democratise the workplace. Uh, what's one of your favourite things? What's something you like? Let's take a positive twist on this interaction. Uh, I really like all sorts of books. All, all sorts, sorts of books. Mein Kampf. Um, <laughs> not quite that. I 
So we're working in a bug factory, right? We're working in a bug factory. We've seized control. Uh, you got a shout, either yes or no. I know there's better ways to do democracy. I just said I'm only doing this gig if you establish a secret ballot. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, no, actually, there is an argument to be made for deliberative democracy uh, where it's not secret because actually some people might vote fash if it's a secret ballot. And I said, fair play, lad. And, um, uh, so we just, <laughs> just shout yes or no, right? Shall we pay the CEO of the book factory a thousand times what we earn, even though he does fuck all? No! Hmm, why would they never allow this? <laughs> Um, shall we let the weird poisonous green runoff from the book machine <laughs> drain into the water we drink? No. And some of you are like, what are they taste? <laughs> <laughs> shall we let Ralph from the kitchen sexually harass us? No. Some of you are like, what are they taste? <laughs> some of you reheated fish. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's fucking disgusting. Um, I'm not having a go at like bosses here. Like, I'm not having a go at like the elites. You gotta think systematically. If you just start going like, ah, oh, bloody Bezos, Jeffy, Jeff Bezos, he's he always evil. Jeff Bezos isn't evil. He owns Amazon, and Amazon's the cheapest place to buy Das Capital. <laughs> <laughs> widely available for free online. Uh, that was just for the purposes of this joke. Uh, please read it. Um, uh, actually don't, it's quite dry. Uh, read wages, price and profit. It's like the same thing, way shorter. Uh, bosses uh, aren't evil and they're, they're kind of trapped, right? If Jeff Bezos suddenly started being like nice guy Jeff Bezos and paying the work as well and like letting him go to the toilet. <laughs> Some other arsehole just come along and be like, I've got a great idea, we don't let them poo. <laughs> and then people be like, who is this genius? <laughs> um, and then they'll become a billionaire and Bezos will be gone, right? Because you've got to think systematically. As soon as you just, you're, if all your analysis is like is, ah, oh, it's the elites. Two weeks later, you're going to be saying, it's the lizards. And then two weeks later, you're going to be saying, it's the Jews. And then I'm going to have to kick your head in. <laughs> uh, so, just think systematically, isn't it? But that's why self-employment's no escape, because it's systematic, right? Self-employment, is anyone self-employed in here? Yeah? How do you find self-employment? So, a little bit like all of the clients are the boss. So, they own you, and they think they own you, and for like... 200 quid a, a job, they still think they own you. Yeah. <laughs> and then all you've done is you put the class war in your own brain. <laughs> so I mean, because if you're like, oh, I really need a rest, but then like boss brain's like, no, you you fucking don't. Brain. <laughs> and look at the state of these emails. <laughs> Uh, and that's why self-employed people have the worst mental health because the class war's in their brain. <laughs> like, do you, know, do, you, do you know how hard it is to pull a sickie when your boss wakes up in the same bed as you? <laughs> oh, I'm a freelancer, so I'm my own boss. So cool to be your own boss and reapply for your job every day. <laughs> uh, um, uh, uh, no, no, I'm a stand-up. I'm definitely my own boss. Nah, mate, you've got 700 bosses and they're all sex offenders. <laughs> that's, a, that's a very Edinburgh joke. And it's also a bit too real. 
just become your own boss, isn't it? Just work your way up. That's the solution. You know, just work, just work your way up. Just, just pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Just, <laughs> just pull your socks up. Just put your thumb in your moccasin and hop toward the treasure. <laughs> It's not a solution. Oh, how, how noble a goal. How noble a goal. See, the noble thing is if you're skilled enough, if you're a good enough person, you can get yourself in a position where you can exploit other people. <laughs> the noblest achievement that you should be rewarded for. <laughs> like, like a billionaire shouldn't even exist as a thing. Do you ever think about how much a billion is? So like if you got a million quid, that would radically change your life. Everyone in here. Like, cause I think a landlord vibe off in here. Right? <laughs> A million quid that would radically change your life. A million seconds is 12 days, a billion seconds is 32 years. So, if you got a million quid and started spending a quid a second, you'd get to 12 days from now. If you got a billion pounds and started spending a quid a second, you'd get, I don't know, like pretty far, and then like uh, the Brexit climate smog would kill us all. But <laughs> you'd get like 20, you'd get far. Like, no one, you can't earn that much money as a human being, like as, a, as one person. You just can't earn it. You can only take it from someone else. Elon Musk, he's never put in a shift. He can make the same amount of money as his entire factory in the time it takes him to draft a tweet calling a good man a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> what does he actually do? Other than every now and then come out on a balcony, the workers look up at him glistening with sweat and he just goes, Dragon! <laughs> 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 that guy just chugs fuel. I was oh he's a self-made man. We live in a society, you can't be a self-made man, it doesn't exist. Like, hello, I'm a self-made man. I have no mother, no father, <laughs> I've never eaten food. <laughs> I've never even seen a road. <laughs> I have never encountered an idea or even a language I did not conjure from my own psyche. <laughs> and you can learn how if you just buy my ebook. book <laughs> uh, It can't be a self-made man, it's impossible. You can't be that wealthy from your own state. Like, the Duke of Westminster, who's one of the richest people in the UK, is like in his 20s, landlord. What's he actually done? He just inherited that wealth. He didn't work for it. He just slithered out of an aristocrat and landed in it. <laughs> like Scrooge McDuck. That's why they're called the landed gentry. <laughs> And yet, like, his ancestors had jobs in the 12th century, but they had jobs like subduing the Welsh. Which <laughs> <laughs> I don't think should be rewarded. Um, but they're job creators. They're job creators. They're not fucking job creators. They control jobs. The last thing my fucking landlord created was anxiety and a weird smell. <laughs> <laughs> He's been around. <laughs> And we caught the blue tack and moulded it into a dog. <laughs> so we're in double trouble. <laughs> well, they, don't, they don't create jobs, they control them. Like Mark Zuckerberg, one of the richest people in the world. Yeah, he, he gives like, millions to charity. You don't think he does because he looks like a tired cyborg. Right? <laughs> but he does, right? 
at any moment, at his whim, he could take that money that he can only exploit from other people's labour, he can take that money and then spend it to make us do shit. <laughs> uh, I want you to laser my head into <laughs> the moon <laughs> and beam my consciousness into the moon. <laughs> and we just do it. <laughs> if we pay us, be like, okay. I'll go and work at the moon later. <laughs> <laughs> and then you be the moon. <laughs> I'm the moon now. Please accept the new privacy policy. <laughs> the policy is I can see you at night. <laughs> Unless it's cloudy. <laughs> You're inside, <laughs> or I am facing this way. <laughs> but mostly I just look at my reflection in the Pacific. <laughs> and I do look like a giant sand. <laughs> <laughs> I think my hard point. <laughs> but the objective should be to become Zuckerberg. That's not a good thing. And it's really hard for you to do as well. Like, we don't reward hard work, we reward ownership. <laughs> that is the thing that gets you money. What even is hard work? Homeless people work hard. They do. When was the last time you saw a banker wrestle another banker for spice? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously the drug, not turmeric. <laughs> uh, most homeless people don't have the facility to wrestle up a sander. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. And I'm not saying banking isn't hard. Like, I don't have to make money from shutting down a phone on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but is it valuable? You can tell if something's valuable with strikes. Beer men go on strike, you know, because there's bins everywhere. Oh no, there's bins now. My fridge is, my fridge is full of bin. <laughs> my dog is a bin. <laughs> my handsome French partner is a bin now. <laughs> Do I still love them? No, they're a bin. Right? Um, I'm sorry, please leave. I smell bin. You smell bin. What the fuck am I talking about? Oh yeah, banks. If banks go on strike, what happens? Like, oh shit, where will we queue? <laughs> like, what's the actual impact? In 1970, they had the biggest bank strike ever recorded in history, which is the Irish bank strike of 1970, where all the banks, retail banks, everything went on strike in 1970 in Ireland for six months, half a year. Do you know what happened? GDP grew! <laughs> People set up their own cooperative banks in pubs, who better to judge liquidity? <laughs> <laughs> and, and they just did it themselves. The banks were extracting value, they weren't actually adding it. Something being hard shouldn't be rewarded anyway. We should reward what's valuable. When I was 12, I completely crashed Bandicoot in 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Where's 12-year-old Jack's, like, uh, big pile of cocaine? <laughs> like, beautiful concubines that 12-year-old Jack is terrified of. <laughs> Yeah, that bit just sort of just ends there. <laughs> it, it doesn't, but I've thrown some tangents in that have really undermined some callbacks. It's better, this is better. <laughs> it is. 
But people will object that like work's natural or something. Oh, it's just natural. It's nature. It's human nature. The world's dog eat dog, isn't it? Dog eat dog. <laughs> Dogs don't eat dog. <laughs> <laughs> Dogs are famous for eating everything except dogs. <laughs> I've seen a dog choke on a Johnny. <laughs> and even that wasn't on another dog. Just one of those, one of those wild Johnnies. <laughs> like, this thing isn't natural. We haven't had wage labour as it exists now for like even 1% of our time on Earth. Some arsehole invented wage labour, someone invented work, some Da Vinci of drudgery, some <laughs> Galileo of graft. Some Archimedes of employees. <laughs> you know, someone did this. Some uh, oh bloody hell, Jack! You could have had could have had Steve Jobs there, hey? <laughs> oh no, because that was a list of inventors or people who discover things, not people who uh, just pay other people to invent things <laughs> and then hold up their invention in front of a crowd like the severed head of a rival monarch. <laughs> Before the system we have now, capitalism, we have feudalism. And that's the message of the show, it's a pro-feudalism show. <laughs> what the world is missing is the constant fear of bandits! <laughs> uh, and just using leeches to cure everything. <laughs> I miss my wife. Don't worry, Paul. <laughs> um, uh, I'm not saying that like, feudalism was a good thing, but I'm just saying it was a different system. Under feudalism, on average across Western Europe, you had an average of six months off. Six months! I don't know what you're going to do, like, they didn't have Netflix. You're just going to binge watch your family die of plague? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell, they've killed Simon. <laughs> Why did they always kill off the legend in season one? <laughs> Of course, season one in uh, feudalism is just winter. <laughs> <laughs> they did have the original Netflix, The Word of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Point is, is that it, there was a system before the one we have now. Now we kind of look back on it and think, that was stupid. <laughs> My liege. <laughs> look at the hats. Look at coifs. Right? Like, look up a coif. Right, okay. No one ever knows what a coif is, right? But what are you going to do? Right? You're going to go home and you're going to look up coif and Google coif. You don't have to use Google. Duck, duck, go. Right? <laughs> you're going to look up coif, right? You're going to look up coif, and, and this is going to be you. And that's from me. They look stupid. But they thought that system was inevitable and permanent and natural, and they were wrong. And the same applies uh, to the system we have now. It's not inevitable, it's not natural. Um, the other thing that, of course, suggests that it's not natural is that it's doing our absolute heads in. <laughs> we have record anxiety, stress and depression. 77% of it is work-related. The other 23 is from me just telling people that. <laughs> it is making us ill, but we're still doing it. If a virus was causing this, the politicians would get in a helicopter, fly into orbit, and then nukers. <laughs> we lost 30 million days, 30 million working days last year from work-related stress. That's more than the 1984 minor strike, and it's more than 1979 when under discontent. You know, and the unions were labelled the enemy within. The state used everything it could to destroy them. I'm not saying that your mental health will be improved by South Yorkshire police kicking your head in. <laughs> <laughs> it's just worth a try. <laughs> Ah, thanks, officer. <laughs> I'll choke the sitala pram. 
<laughs> Can you kick me in the balls as well? I've got insomnia. Um, and companies have noticed this as well. A depressed worker is 13% less productive. Uh oh, not the money. Because <laughs> they don't really care, do they? Do you know what I mean? Business schools teach how to make depressed workers more productive. Mate, I don't want to be more productive. I want to be less depressed. <laughs> but not by actually addressing anything. You know, not by actually, you just get the fun workplace, don't you? Oh, you're not at work when there's Astro <laughs> Panic attack on the bus. Get on a beanbag. You can't have suicidal thoughts on a scooter. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, don't forget tomorrow's dress down Friday. Coming in your own clothes. Whoa. <laughs> Got it. I was going to use my tie to hang myself. <laughs> Ted from accounts is teaching Tai Chi on the roof, but I can't get there because the stairs have been replaced with a water slide. <laughs> well, how did he get up there? Talking angel. <laughs> But then they get these like motivational speakers in. The two, the, the two things these are hate. The, the motivational speaker is an endemic one, which is, you know, where they just get someone who is a kind of a, a psychotic woman who thinks that gin is a personality. <laughs> Come on, guys, believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Descartes said, I think therefore I am. So if you don't believe in yourself, you're dead to me. <laughs> Like that woman. <laughs> Come on, let's stand in a circle, hold up a hula hoop and say what animal we are. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you just say sheep? <laughs> There's no sheep in here. We're all individuals. Chant it with me. We are. <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, well done for laughing, because in Edinburgh, 50-50, they just start chanting it. <laughs> Um, the other subcategory is like bringing puppies in. We've brought puppies into work. Do you know why they bring the puppies in? Because it's cheaper to bring the puppies in than do anything else about your actual work. And it's so cheap as well because the puppies are often from a charity that's just doing it as outreach so they can write it off as well for tax. Nice. <laughs> Tell you what, none of them are eating each other. It's a nonsense, but they want us to love it. We can't be depressed in work. They want us to absolutely love being exploited. So like stage one, right from the start. Let's look at the job advert. I went looking for low paid jobs in Greater Manchester and I found some dark shit. Crematorium, okay, advert for a job at a crematorium. We are looking for a candidate with genuine enthusiasm for the role. <laughs> I, are you sure? <laughs> I have always enjoyed being fresh. <laughs> In my spare time, I like barbecues and watching ginger people in the sun. 50 job ads for shelf stacking. All minimum wage, every single one of them wanted passion. Passion. <laughs> If you're paying minimum wage, which if you take a minimum wage and you type that into uh, Google Translate, it actually just says your boss would pay you less if they could. <laughs> uh, if you're paying minimum wage, you don't have the right to ask for passion. The most you can request is mopey. 
Oh, but we have to protect the small businesses. We can't allow small businesses are really struggling, so we've got to worry about the small business. They can't give, can't put the minimum wage too high. Listen, mate, uh, no fucking artisan chocolate shop is worth more than a human being's ability to have a living wage. <laughs> That was like American standard. <laughs> How do you do that? I didn't think we could do that. <laughs> Can we do that? <laughs> like it's kind of not a joke, but people are like, I agree. <laughs> I think I've unlocked a new thing. Um, we want an employee who goes the extra mile. Like, I've met very few people who go the mile. <laughs> I met one person who went the extra mile, taxi driver, I was fuming. <laughs> uh, we want someone who gives 110%. 110%? Good job, we don't work at the maths factory. <laughs> like, 110%. Like, it's, it's like everything you are, everything you ever will be, every skill you have cultivated, every element of your personality you have developed since birth. We want all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <a> young <laughs> Why? To make us money. <laughs> Are you gonna are you gonna pay me 110%? No. <laughs> We're going to pay you 100% of the minimum. <laughs> we have to pretend to be in buy into this, right? So like every stage, CV. What even is a CV for? As far as I can understand, a CV is for tricking children into doing Duke of Edinburgh. <laughs> It'll look great on your CV for that job where you wrestle children over pot noodle on a campsite. <laughs> they're full of lies, but it makes sense that they're full of lies because they are an advert. If work is selling your time to someone else, a CV is just an advert for product to you. So of course they're full of lies. I'll share this with you. I have not got highly developed organisational skills. <laughs> Nor can I summon a falcon. <laughs> nonsense. You get through that, you get to the interview stage, which is all that test is how good you are at bullshitting. Wait, Mr. Evans, where do you see yourself in five years? Same, same as that, really. Uh, spoon. Lake. Enchanted lake. Shop window. <laughs> Bus window. <laughs> 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 Uh, the shiny teeth of a man I believe is magical. Is not. Is not. Spoon's my favourite. Uh, little hole of mirrors you can carry in your pocket. Um, uh, what you're doing in your CV and what you're doing in an interview is a, creating a fake version of yourself. A version of yourself most palatable to capital. I think the, the tension between your true self and this fake version of yourself might be one reason 
We're all going fucking mental. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Maybe that's the unnatural thing. <laughs> Think about this, like they want you to love y your job, you know? Like, oh, we're a family. We're not, I can't sack my mum. <laughs> <laughs> and her performance in the last quarter was frankly <laughs> Fun boss, fun boss comes in. Oh, great work. High five. <laughs> Don't, don't leave me hanging. <laughs> you hanging, don't tease me. <laughs> and then there's the grim side of it, where you have to create a fake version of yourself who is evil. Debt collectors are trained to ignore crying. Presumably by my dad. <laughs> uh, it's, it's not natural, it's, it's making us bananas. And there was a system before that wasn't like that. We can't have another system. Because work, labour, isn't the basis of civilization. The basis of civilization is liberty, free time. That's why for hundreds of years, many of the best artists and scientists were like rich aristocrats. It's not because they're like smarter than poor people, it's just because they got fuck all else to do. Because <laughs> they're free, they have liberty, right? Because other people are doing the work. Francis Bacon never took out the beans. <laughs> he didn't. Karl Marx. Karl never put in a shift. He was just leeching off the workers in Freddie Engels' factory. <laughs> right? I like Frederick Engels was a fun boss. <laughs> he, just, he just comes up to you next to the machine. Sabotage. <laughs> what? Karl Marx is next to him. He's had a, he's had a go, but his, uh, his beard's got jammed. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Engels, Mr. Engels. It's Karl, his beard. The machine. Are you saying that the means of production have seized Karl Marx? <laughs> Now, that's not exactly the end of the show, but it is the end of the recording because I, I didn't have a big enough SD card. But I am giving you this for free and you're smart, like I'm sure you can extrapolate the last 10 minutes. There's some stuff on automation and a series of callbacks tying the various threads of the show together, rewarding the audience for um, remembering stuff, culminating in an earnest call to action, socialism or barbarism, and so on and so on. If you're still raging at the lack of finale here, get that Microsoft Paint picture you printed off at the start and have been looking at the whole time, and uh, now uh, burn it. Remember, remember that from the start. Mandatory Redistribution Party was created and produced by Sean Morley and Jack Evans. Our title theme was created by Ella Jean, with additional music by Jack Evans. We have live shows coming up in November 27th at Pier Hat in Manchester and December the 2nd at Lolshevism in Leeds. Solidarity, comrade. Have a good one. <laughs>